smartcast.com This is the morning brief from the Economic Times produced in collaboration with awaaz.com An oversight That's what Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman called the announcement of a sharp cut of 40 to 110 basis points in interest rates on various small savings schemes while withdrawing the decision within 24 hours on april 1st people can't stop wondering how an announcement of this nature could be an oversight this provided ammunition for jokes on social media but in the few hours between the announcement and its reversal people were worried worried that their income will take a hit for these investors every penny saved is a penny earned and then the small saving schemes gives them a chance to safely turn their penny into a dollar a bigger concern now is that a rate cut seems imminent so what next what are the forces guiding the government's decision on small saving scheme and what should investors do in this episode we find out all this and more from the economic times i'm rachita prasad and you are listening to the morning brief the biggest concern is that uh, how to sustain myself the senior citizens category uh, that uh, i think more than 95% people uh, are uh, in the service category they depend on whatever savings they have throughout their lifetime and the return from those savings uh, will only sustain them but when the return itself is getting reduced each year each quarter then it becomes impossible to sustain and and not only is the sustenance in a conventional way but also the rising health costs when i retired the rate of interest for me in 2014 was 10.50% of course it includes the staff rate of 1% but any other senior citizen was getting 9.5% to 9.75% now a senior citizen is getting how much he is getting 5.5% to 6% so this is the kind of reduction that has happened over the years the rate of interest falling and cost of living rising so it is a double blow to the senior citizen that was akhilesh kumar a retired senior banker who spent his entire life helping people with their money but he's now worried about his own his concerns are resonated by many other people let's dive right into our discussion on the small savings scheme with our experts to find out some solutions we have with us two guests today our first guest is melvin joseph founder and chief financial planner at finwin financial planners Our second guest today is Shugato Ghosh, Chief Editor News at the Economic Times. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Let's start with the most elementary question. What are the small saving schemes that we are talking about? Why is it so important for investors and who invests in them? Yeah. Melvin, actually small saving schemes consist of a basket of tall schemes 
starting from a simple savings bank account going up to suganya samruti scheme launched for the girl child the important products in this category are senior citizen savings scheme monthly income plan nsc kvp suganya samruti and public provident fund normally these schemes offer bit higher rate of return than the normal bank fd for example if when sbi is offering around 5.4% on a 5 year deposit a similar deposit in post office is giving 6.7% since it is fully guaranteed by the government people feel it better than any other investment options outside schemes like senior citizen saving scheme mip nsc ppf etc are used by retired people for their cash flow planning if there is a drastic reduction suddenly it affects their standard of living similarly suganya samruti is very popular among the people for their girl children and it is offering an interest free tax free return for the investors though these schemes are called small savings small and big investors invest in these schemes while small investors consider this as safe middle class and above consider this for better tax free return for example a 5.4% bank deposit for a 30% tax law person translate into a return of 3.7% only while ppf is offering 7.1% it is naturally a 3% higher return than the fd so this scheme is popular among all class of investors and that is why this public outrage about this reduction in interest rate so clearly there's a large base of people who are investing in these schemes shugato yes the small savings rates are revised every quarter in fact it was lowered last year as well so why was the reaction so strong this time can you give us some perspective on that well there are moments when a certain action takes a life of its own the rate cut was announced in a politically charged environment it was clearly not well thought out and the government quickly realized that it could have been like showing a red rag to the opposition second it has been a difficult year to say the least and despite the vaccine rollout spirits in general are low and uncertainties continue so so it's like uh, saying look uh, things are tough already and we don't want any more bad news and thirdly the extent of rate cut that was announced last year was smaller this time it's deeper but but you know rachita there is also a most subtle element that is at play small savings as a subject receive comparatively less attention from the media than say a rise in petrol or diesel prices for instance only now many people have discovered that the largest mobilization of small savings happens in bengal which is the battleground of a very fierce elections now talk about bad timing yeah and so even though the rates were revised even though the rates are kind of examined and reviewed every year in fact every quarter it was sharp sudden and most savers this time were not prepared for it makes sense and like you said it's a politically charged environment and the fact that uh, this scheme is important in west bengal which is seeing an election right now just makes for terrible timing for the government i guess uh, melvin what is the mechanism for the rate change how high is the possibility now that uh, there would be a rate cut say in the next quarter because it seems like the government uh, may be just holding it for the elections do you think it could be a calibrated reduction or a sharp one yeah so technically the rates for all small savings schemes are reviewed and announced at the beginning of each quarter 
and all the schemes are linked with a certain benchmark for example public cloud and fund is linked to the 10 year bond yield which is now around 6.1% so you can imagine why government want to reduce the ppf interest rate from 7.1 to 6.4 because even that is also slightly higher than the 10 year bond yield ideally this reduction should have happened in the last two quarters in a mild way so government waited for that and they suddenly reduced it that is why the reduction come now now there is a silver lining because the way it goes we seems to be at the lower end of the interest rate cycle and with this inflation and huge borrowing program for the government chance for further rate cut is quite unlikely or even there is a chance for interest rate going up in that case i don't see any drastic reduction which is going to happen in the case of small savings also going forward but could there be a reduction to the extent that uh, the government had announced this time which was reversed yes that has to happen because this it was already due so you think that could happen in the next quarter preferably because for example if you look at the senior citizen saving scheme which is offering 7.4% as against a state bank of india deposit of 5.4% so the 2% higher rate with a current condition after pandemic with the government finance will not allow such a drastic offer to the schemes so i expect definitely a cut the next quarter makes sense shugato melvin kind of gave us an understanding of how the government has not really done the rate cuts when it should have done probably in the last two quarters uh, what is your take on it and also given this backdrop uh, and the fact that the government has resisted cutting the rates has the government chosen political compulsions over fiscal prudence this time so there is very little doubt that the decision to roll back was political but then the fiscal trap for the government is also obvious how i mean think about it here is a large pool of savings which give decent return to savers right but the borrower that is the government is unable to lend that money profitably why because the state governments to whom it can lend the public sector undertakings to whom it can lend would say look uh, we don't need your money we can raise it from the market at a cheaper rate now you can't force somebody to borrow that a high cost deposit so the government is forced to lend at a rate which doesn't cover the cost in fact in 2015-16 some of the states said that we don't need it so this puts the government in a predicament now in a way the small saving schemes to to put it crudely is like a state backed sponzi scheme where you collect new money to pay back the old savers now while this happens remember one thing this is the ground reality this applies to all governments irrespective of the political ideology but this is a government which has shown great fiscal conservativeness which has also come under criticism but but that is the dna and the nature of the government and it has made it very clear so it took a rather hasty decision to cut the interest rates but you know it started thinking like a corporate treasury the finance ministry so it may have thought let's cut the interest rates now because it would be even more difficult to justify a rate cut later when overall interest rates in the economy go up next year on in the second half of the year but then as we have discovered there are serious limits to such thinking and uh, and no wonder this was the fastest rollback of any government decision so the government is not earning much from this scheme right because if you are if you are raising money at x percent 
and covering the operational cost which is like running the post offices and everything if you have to lend the money at x minus y then then that gap is bridged by the government now interest cost is one of the largest expenditures of the government so a government which is very fiscally alert which is obsessed about rating downgrades fiscal deficit and budget numbers and all that will take the first opportunity to cut this cost no that's a very relevant point but what i'm trying to understand is that if you look at india we don't really have social security system we don't uh, you know we have seen the interest rates have crashed uh, and they have hit the disposable income of people now you know reliance on uh, the small saving scheme has increased for people but at the same time like you said that the government is under uh, a lot of strain as far as the fiscal balancing is concerned how can the government uh, in this environment take care of the interest of the people while manage its own fiscal constraints because it is a genuine concern will they be able to absorb the surge in interest subsidy if more people were to invest in these schemes well there is no quick and easy answer to this because uh, this entire question is an overarching and a very serious question which pushes us into the broader realm of public finance and policy while we don't have a social security system the question which many people will ask that isn't the government obligated to lend a helping hand to the more vulnerable uh, well some will say that look we can't afford the kind of safety net that rich con- countries can offer at the same time more and more people as you say are opting for the small saving schemes to protect their income so how to tackle this scheme i think the first and foremost is that while we know that the scheme is largely linked to the government securities the yield or the return on the government securities there is not much awareness the people who give money or keep money in post offices or in saving schemes they don't track how the government 10 year bond yield is moving and the transparency is not there well the government tried to bring in some accounting transparency which is which was much required in the budget but as far as fixing the rate is concerned that formula is still opaque we don't know how it is fixed while we broadly know that there is a link with the government bond yields now so it is very important to sensitize the savers so that they don't get a sudden shock and it has to happen over a period of time in a slightly calibrated manner and you take that opportunity to build a viable social security plan which we can afford because going forward this would be the biggest task for any government whichever whichever government whichever political party comes to power because the problem is uh, as we we run the risk as a country of getting old before we get rich and that time is running out that's a relevant point and uh, the other relevant point you raised was the awareness level among people still remains low melvin you are dealing with a lot of people who come to you for advice on personal finance i'm sure people must have reached out to you after this announcement and the reversal what are you recommending your clients with respect to small saving scheme i mean even if the rates were uh, reduced going ahead would it make sense to invest in these schemes after all of course my point is if you can invest in public provident fund and souvenir samruddhi scheme even at the 6.4% return blindly invest 1.5 lakhs per annum in both the scheme as part of the debt portfolio this will remain the most attractive scheme within the debt categories forever as long as the government want to keep the schemes as such 
triple e that is exam 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 me and my wife both invested 1.5 lakhs yesterday itself but consider this only as the part of the debt portfolio don't think that you should invest only in small saving schemes debt instruments will not make you rich you should invest in equity also as part of your overall financial planning what i am telling is within the debt category ppf and sugana samriddhi will still remains better option even if there is a reduction of interest rate to 6.4% as proposed inflation will slowly take the interest rate high that means in the next or in the next next review by rbi interest rate has to be slowly increased so with that the bank rate will increase and that may give a small helping hand for the government to maintain the small savings rate also slightly better rate so what i was telling is as and when the inflation goes up if the rbi slowly start increasing the interest rate ppf rate may not fall like what it is proposed yesterday okay but in 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 the run up to that there might be some pressure on the income because inflation as of now remains high and the rates have lowered right yes yes as uh, my fellow panelist said it is a reality where which we have to live with that senior citizen saving scheme is still a good option for retired people because this always getting a 2% higher return than the normal fd so we have to understand the reality that to some extent it is subsidized by the government and the day government remove that we are going to see a lower interest rate regime so going only to this debt that concept has to move out slowly slowly people should invest in a mix of equity and debt so that we will be able to generate better return to cope up with the inflation that is a reality we have to live with this fair enough but melvin many people do not really understand the equity market very well i mean uh, they are uh, rather uh, uh, you know skeptical about investing in uh, equity markets they look for safe investment options what can they do to get better returns on their savings you give your advice after much research on portfolios but in general if you had to give advice to people who are looking for better returns on their savings without taking too many risky calls what would you advise them see for a common investor a combination of public provident fund plus equity mutual fund i will say ppf plus equity mutual fund combo can help in long term wealth creation along with their tax planning because ppf will take care of the section 80c automatically and the equity mutual fund definitely can give inflation beating returns let them start with the normal simple index funds and upgrade gradually to multi cap mid cap funds as per their risk taking capacity and risk profile and seek professional help if you cannot manage it by yourself why i am telling this is the financial literacy in our country india is leading to a large scale misselling last month i got a client a lady at the age of 70 her husband is a retired is officer from a senior level in india some couple of years back and she told me very clearly she don't want to invest in any risky equity products but while analyzing her portfolio i realized she is paying 20 lakhs per year as an yearly premium towards a unit linked insurance plan which is nothing but equity so the financial literacy is such a bad level even among the senior bureaucrats in the country so as one said government has to do something drastically to increase the financial literacy so that people can take care of themselves and people should seek professional help if it is required so i always used to quote a simple example if an iit iim educated person 
with the 20 years of fund management experience is ready to handle my mutual fund portfolio at 1% charge under a direct plan. What is wrong in investing in an equity fund under a direct plan with the 1% charge? It makes a lot of sense for me. So I still feel PPF plus equity mutual fund combination is the only solution for a common man to get out of this trap. That's interesting perspective. Shugato, this is a space that you have tracked very closely for a very long time. What would be your advice to uh, you know people like us who are banking on uh, small saving schemes and you know who are not very confident of taking big risks? Well, it all depends on at what stage of life you are. Uh, when it comes to cold savings realities, I mean, uh, age is just not a number. I mean, irrespective of what, of what self-help books may tell you, uh, you have to take some hard decisions. So a young person like you, uh, who has the professional life ahead of her, you have to increasingly consider taking more and more, at least a sizable part of your savings into equities. Because this is the market which is, despite the exuberance in the market, despite the surge in the Sensex, it has unfortunately not lifted all the boats. So there are people who have stayed away from equities, from Dalal Street, because there is this fear, there is this misunderstanding, as Melvin pointed out, the lack of financial literacy. As far as the retired people are concerned, the choices are fewer. That's why they will go to experts like Melvin. But if you see the entire savings landscape in the, in the country, in the last 25 years, there has been a dramatic change. The bank interest rates have been liberalized. There is no defined benefit pension for the new employees who are joining the government services. Fixed pension was one of the most attractive features of a government job. That is gone. The fixed annuities where you buy your retirement plan and you know that you will get X amount when you turn 60 and your salary stops coming. That is That doesn't exist. So you are left with a very few schemes, uh, schemes like, say, which LIC offers a higher interest rate to senior citizens, but that is only up to a certain amount, I think 14 lakhs. There are a very handful of choices. So as far as the elderly is concerned, as far as senior citizens are concerned, it's a very difficult change of mindset if you have to suddenly pull out a money from your safe zero return schemes and park it into equities particularly when the market is at a a new high. So that's a very difficult call. But I think it's always prudent to slowly build up certain equity portfolio. It's never too late. It's never too late. That's a good note to wrap up this episode on. Even with the reduction of interest rates, these small savings schemes may still be attractive. While the government balances political compulsions with fiscal prudence, a rate cut is imminent. The government needs to bring about more transparency in the system to avoid rude shocks for savers. But individuals too need to educate themselves about financial planning and seek help if needed, not just to protect their savings, but to make it grow. Thank you so much for being with us, Melvin and Shugato. That's all from us for today. I'm Rachita Prasad and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. Anjali Venugopalan coordinated it. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please share it on social media. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a great day. 
स्टार्ट कॉम